the Kinda Sorta Sports Podcast. I'm your host, John Browner. And boy, we've, we've got to straighten some things out. First things first, let's get to what we got on the show. Uh, we're going to put it on the wood, obviously. I'll explain what that means. And you may be suffering from an illness, and you may not even be, you may not even know the cause of it. I'm going to play Dr. John at the end of the segment, and I'm going to hopefully help you diagnose what you may be going through. But up first, let's put it on the wood. I've never been in an NBA huddle. I've never been on an NBA team. I have been in high-level college huddles. I've been in semi-pro huddles. So I know how basketball works. I know that communication is a gigantic key in basketball. I also think the New York Knicks huddle may sound a little bit like this. We need to slap the slippery fence right in the guild hole. Happy time feedback, frog face, submit landing. That's what their huddles have to sound like. If you've watched the New York Knicks play, they don't run pick and rolls well. They don't defend pick and rolls well. They pass the ball to Carmelo Anthony. They stand and watch him play. It's a horrible brand of basketball. When that team was originally constructed, when they gave Amari Stoudemire Star, Amari Star, $100 million, they also went out and got Carmelo Anthony throughout the trade. They let some pieces go. Wilson Chandler was a great glue guy. They let him go in the trade. Even this, all, this past offseason, Actually, no, the previous offseason where they let a guy like Landry Fields go. Brought in a guy like J.R. Smith. Not a glue guy. J.R. Smith is, he is a heat check guy. If he's good, great. But half the time, he's not someone who you can count on. So now you're left with a stagnant offense coached by Mike Woodson, who again, huddles probably sound a little something like this. We need to slap the slippery fence right in the guild hole. Because that's the way the Knicks play. They play confused. They play like a guy is standing in the huddle, speaking gibberish through a damn bullhorn. So if you, like me, see the I'm not say see, you thought you saw the Knicks as a title contender this year, then you have been fooled. Much like I was fooled by Carmelo Anthony, who, well, I'll admit this because I can admit my mistakes here on the Kind of Sort of Podcast. I thought Carmelo Anthony would be a better player at the NBA level than LeBron James. I know it sounds crazy. Today it sounds crazy. At the time, Carmelo Anthony was coming off a national championship title run. LeBron was coming out of high school. He then... Followed that up by taking his team, the Denver Nuggets, to the playoffs. Yeah, they lost in the first round, but a rookie taking his team to the playoffs while LeBron James and the Cavaliers failed to even make the playoffs. So, I had a good leg to stand on. I was poking my chest out. Like, oh, see, I told you, Carmelo Anthony would be better than LeBron. He was the rookie of the year. Boy, (laughs) was I fooled. We now know Because history teaches us all, if we pay attention, Carmelo Anthony can't hold LeBron's jock. 
LeBron is clearly a better player. It is time for Carmelo Anthony to step up to the challenge. For Carmelo Anthony to show that he is a leader. And to do that, he's got to get the 6-15 Knicks out of the basement and into the penthouse. Now, here at the kind of, sort of, sports podcast, we have an office. This office consists of many things. This week, the office will be the doctor's office. Because (laughs) I'm looking at the landscape of sports. And the popular sport often bleeds off on the other sports. And by bleeds off, I mean it takes some of the things that people focus on and turn it into other things in sports where they don't fit. You fight, You try to fit squares and circles and circles and squares. And we both know that sometimes can lead to madness. These things that are causing this may lead to a little something I like to call NFL blindness. What are some of the symptoms from NFL blindness, you may ask? Like needing to go frequently or urgently. For instance, if you believe that the Chicago Bears should continue to start Josh McCown as opposed to Jay Cutler, you may be suffering from NFL blindness. You may have one of these symptoms. Which may include headache, upset stomach, delayed backache, or muscle ache. Also, if you, for whatever reason, think that an NBA game in December is a must win, You may be suffering from one of these symptoms. If you have any sudden decrease or loss in hearing or vision, or if you have any allergic reactions such as rash, hives, swelling of the lips, tongue, or throat, or difficulty breathing or swallowing. So luckily, Dr. John's here to set you straight. First off, you can't replace Josh McCown for Jay Cutler. My main reasoning behind my belief is this. Josh McCown was coaching high school football last year, okay? Coaching high school football. Josh McCown is 35 years old. He's a 35-year-old quarterback who's never had sustainable success at the NFL level. Josh McCown is doing what a backup should be able to do. Come into the game, efficiently run the offense, and don't lose the game. That's it. That's what backup quarterbacks are supposed to be able to do. Josh McCown is succeeding at that. We, it is not time to throw the baby out with the bathwater in relation to Jay Cutler. It's maddening. It's ridiculous. Jay Cutler is the starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Josh McCown is the backup for those reasons I've just provided. And another thing. The NFL has mind warped everyone to basically act as if the next game is the last game. The next game is the most important game that will ever be played. 
For instance, the Knicks being five and fifteen before before they played the Bulls and became six and fifteen, there were people on TV saying that that was a must win. Calling the game in December in the NBA a must win is just laughable. The Miami Heat played the Indiana Pacers recently uh, this this past Wednesday. Indiana won the game. There were people saying that that was a must win game for Indiana. How is it a must-win game? Are they giving trophies out at the end of that game? You won a game in December. That's all you did. Miami approached it the way they should have approached it. They approached it the way champions approached it. They said it was a middle-of-the-week game in December. And that's all it is. And that's how we should treat it. That's how the sports fan should treat it. Let's not overreact every single time something happens. There are no must-win games in December. Just like in, uh, there are no must-win games in August in baseball. It's a stupid thing to judge other sports in the terms in which we judge football. Football is played once a week where each game means something. From week one to week 17. Bottom line, in basketball, it is different. In college basketball, it is different. In all other sports, with the exception of football, you cannot apply football rules to baseball. There are 162 games. Meaningless are half of them. I'm John Browner. You've been listening to the Kind of Sort of Sports Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Feel free to email me at sports at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you for listening. I've had a blast doing it. Till next time. Peace.